You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 25. I am so eager for you to hear Elisa's story on how she started her thriving business, Desert Accents. Although her business is only several months old, she has had a good amount of sales on Etsy. If you've ever struggled to get your shop off on the right foot, be sure to take notes on Elisa's steady approach to business. The audio is a little fuzzy in parts, but the story is worth it. Hi, Elise. Thank you for being on the show. I'm so happy you could join us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Great to talk to you today. So I first saw your copper artwork on Facebook. It reminded me so much of the trips I've taken to Arizona and Nevada. Could you tell me about your business and how you got started? Yeah, I've had a hard time with work lately, to be honest. I moved to Las Vegas recently. I've kind of bounced around some different workplaces. I left a really great job in Idaho and came here and the work environments just haven't been super wonderful. And in November of last year, the company that I was working for sold. And through that transition, I actually lost my job. And I am very fortunate to have the ability to take that with a grain of salt and take Mm -hmm. my time and really be careful and look for something that was a good fit for me. And so I actually spent a number of months completely unemployed. And I really like working and doing stuff with my hands. So I was rearranging stuff around the house. I was building storage places in our gear room. We do a lot of outdoor sports. So... It comes with a lot of equipment, um, <laughs> I can imagine. a lot of organization that needs to happen. Yeah. And so I did all of that. And partway through, it must have been in January. So I'm very new to this, but it must have been in January when I was like, I like earrings. I want to make stuff. And so I kind of just bought some resin and made some earrings just for some friends. And my mom encouraged me to post them on Etsy. And I did. And it's just grown since. My inspiration, you mentioned Arizona and the copper. Yes. Uh, I've always loved the desert. I just love the desert, everything about it. I don't know why. It has the most beautiful landscapes and the most beautiful places that I've seen. And I love recreating in the desert. And so everything about it is just love. And so I kind of just started off with that small, that really, really small idea and out of honestly boredom and wanting to do something. Mm -hmm. And it's really just, it's done really, really well. It's pretty amazing that you can come up with an idea, put it online, people find it, and they respond well to it. It's been just really awesome. So I'm, I'm very thankful. But yeah, I make Southwest inspired jewelry and hair accessories. And how did you pick your business name? You know, it just kind of came to me one day. I was thinking that it was important to me to pick a name that resonated with me that was along the lines of like the Southwest theme that I love so much. So desert was an obvious choice for me. And then I knew that I wanted to make jewelry just because I love jewelry. <laughs> um, but I wanted it something that would be malleable, that could change with me and with time. Because I knew that at that time, while I was only making earrings, that that wouldn't last forever and that I would want to branch out. 
And then I didn't want jewelry because I don't feel that you can't do hair things with that. So accents just kind of came to me. So yeah, (laughs) I love that. That's perfect. I love that you left yourself room to grow with your name. Are you still working with resin? Because I saw that you have a lot of beautiful copper pieces in your shop too. Yeah, I do. So because of the aging process that I use, a lot of them are aged and I use a mixture of vinegar and salt to do that and do it by hand. So every piece that comes out is just completely different from the last. And a lot of times I have no idea why, but it is, and that's really fun. And so because of that, it's not able to be soldered or attached in another way and glue just doesn't do it justice for example with my barrettes i do use resin to kind of assemble everything all together because that that seems to hold really well Mm -hmm. well that's an interesting technique so you don't need to use a blowtorch you just cold solder Yep. It's more or less just cold. I do most things cold. The only thing that right now that I use a torch for is to color some of the copper. If you heat up copper to the point where it becomes red, like red hot before it melts Mm -hmm. um, and cool it rapidly, it's a process called annealing. And through that process, it gains this really beautiful hot pink and black sort of swirly colors. And so I do use that process for some of my... So I sometimes have to use a mini torch when I make jewelry pieces. And to be honest, I say a prayer each time that I light it. I'm not sure what I'm so worried about, but I have a feeling that the whole thing's going to explode in my hands. So it always makes me a little nervous. Oh my gosh. What was the learning curve like since you were in such a different line of business before? You know what? I've always been a bit handy. Growing up, my dad was a blacksmith. And he did what I like to call functional artwork. So he made the most beautiful lamps that looked like plants or had, I don't know, just these crazy designs and metal. He's really, really gifted and talented blacksmith. And so I grew up uh, with him and blacksmithing and actually worked with him for a couple of years after I graduated high school years ago. Yeah. And so it's in my blood to be at least a little artistic and Mm -hmm. and do that sort of stuff. And so working around tools, thinking of an idea of how to make or build something, most of the time it's very easy for me to connect the dots. But I, I think that's just because I grew up around somebody that was very handy and used a lot of tools and I had the opportunity to learn how to do that too. Mm -hmm. So while I never made the breaths that I'm making, for example, it was very easy for me to take that idea into reality because I just felt that I had the tools accessible and figured out. (laughs) That is so cool. And did you ever think that you would have your own business seeing that your dad had his own trade? Yeah. You know, it's always been something that I've thought of. I, I never thought that this would be it. I feel like this sort of happened to me, which is just awesome. And I'm so, so very grateful. But like I said, I love outdoor sports as well. And prior to doing this, prior to making jewelry and and things and other goodies, I, I worked in the outdoor field. I worked in outdoor recreation and worked with folks at one point with disabilities. And I've also run rock climbing facilities. I'm also a rock climbing guide. 
Oh, wow. So I do all of that. And I've, I've thought about owning a guide service or some sort of outdoor adventure service. And that was honestly what I thought I would do. But I, I think I like this better. <laughs> I think that's the best. When you find yourself doing something that you love and suddenly realize that it can be your business. One thing that I wanted to touch on is your beautiful pictures. You have done an amazing job with the composition and lighting. I feel like taking the right picture is super important, and I love the way that you photograph your pieces. Could you give us a little insight on that process? I would like to invite you to join me and the millions of people already learning a new skill on Skillshare. If you want to learn more about SEO for your small business or maybe take a class on iPhone photography, Skillshare has a class for you. With thousands of classes ranging from art to business, I'm certain you'll find something that will take your skill set to a whole new level. Get two months of premium free when you try it out with the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear that. I've heard that a couple times recently and holy cow, I am just so happy about that because it is really, really hard. <laughs> to be honest, that is probably one of the hardest things or possibly the hardest thing for me is to do that. And I still honestly feel like I have a ways to go with it, but I, I think you're right. Something is working and that's really good. So yes. uh, I, you know what, I have not ventured into using artificial light. I don't use a light box currently, which is, you know, possibly obvious from some photos. I don't know. So we have this really beautiful, set of French doors in our back room where I work and the light just spills in all day and it's particularly good in the late morning when the sun isn't directly shining through the window but is up a little bit higher right um, so I, I time it every day at the same time I have an alarm set on my phone so I can make oh, sure that, that you know it's, it's like it's picture time now right, right. and I'm, I'm just using my iPhone and I've been thinking that I at least need to get a tripod uh, because I don't have that either so I take a bazillion pictures so mm -hmm. many and go through and edit each one of them and then choose what I feel is the best Okay. Um, and I know that's probably not so helpful to folks, but no, that's super helpful because I feel like a lot of times what we want to do is maybe go buy a super expensive camera or even like you were saying, use a light box or whatever. But I feel like that's what makes your pictures look really great is that you're using light that's natural. So there isn't any harsh shadows at the time of day that you're taking those pictures. Sure. So I think that's important is knowing when the light is perfectly diffused so that you don't have harsh shadows or the skin tones aren't washed out. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And yeah, that was, that was something that was important to me too, that I honestly feel like I could explore more as well, the composition. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is something that I want to continue is including, you know, succulents and cacti in, in my photos uh, right. for obvious reasons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it totally um, but, makes sense. Sometimes yeah. I feel like people get lost in that. They, they don't have a good branding plan. So all right. of a sudden the, the props that they're using don't really make sense with the product, but everything that you're using seems perfect. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So who would you say has influenced you the most on this journey? You know what? My family and my friends have just been so incredibly supportive. And I think through their support, <laughs> I was inspired and influenced by the things that they responded to. 
and it was through them that I really found the courage to continue to do more and to make more and put more out. And so I would just say all of the people that are closest to me have yeah. been very influential. Yeah. Well, I love that you have a good network because those people really can be the best ones to bounce ideas off of. It also saves you a lot of time in selecting which items to list. And what platform do you find easiest to navigate or share your work on? I prefer Instagram, although I have been using all three, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. I've heard that Pinterest for folks doing what I am doing and what you're doing Mm -hmm. is really a useful tool, but I just hasn't gained traction with it yet. But Instagram, my Instagram is actually doing really well. I started out with zero Mm -hmm. and I didn't invite my friends, (laughs) not for any particular reason, but I wanted a clean slate and just to see if the things that I was doing were of interest to anyone. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's growing and doing really well. And I've honestly been very surprised. Um, I think I started my Instagram in March or April and, and I'm at it's not a huge amount of followers, but for me, it's good. About 470, I believe. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. 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 For starting at nothing and not inviting my friends. Right. <laughs> you know? Wow. That's great. You know, I just read that if you want your audience to grow, to uninvite your family or friends. I think the idea is that you might cater or alter what you say to the specific friend or family member that might see your post. So maybe it frees you up a little bit to do it that way. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't ever think about it like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for that. New perspective. What would you say has been the biggest struggle that you've had to overcome in your business? Oh, gosh, I've had a lot of struggles. I was thinking about this the other day, actually. So I've had a lot, of course, but I think one of the hardest things for me, and it's definitely a blessing. So I'm not complaining about it, but I've grown way faster than I thought that I was going to. There have been numerous times now that I've just absolutely run out of tags, for example, or earring cards or whatever, because I'm selling just a huge amount of stuff that I didn't think that, you know, I was going to. I had a huge day yesterday, for example, and I'm out of some things now. Oh, so, this is um, a great problem to have. It, was a, it is. It's a good problem, but I've had a hard time identifying the signs of that, you know, of growth. I think it's also been very scary for me to take leaps and, you know, make larger and larger. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, for example, I've been buying my copper in a one by one square. And I found, you know, what was a somewhat of a good deal on that. Mm-hmm. And so I've been buying it about once a week, that size, and I use it all. And just the other day, I found it in a three by five sheet for <laughs> a way better price. Oh. And I was worried for days. And I was like, asking my partner, hey, what do you think about this? Is, is it worth it? Should I do it? And he's like, what are you talking about? Yes, 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 just do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that sort of thing has been, that's been really hard. So having the faith and scaling. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense because you don't want to be stuck with all this stuff, stuff. that you're not selling yes. or yes. extra earring cards or whatever. Right, so right, I can right. totally relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> or packaging. Like, exactly. you know, I, I bought, a huge amount of packaging recently as well. And, you know, what am I going to do with 
400 bubble mailers, but right. if it doesn't work out, <laughs> but that was such a hard decision for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's been the hardest having the faith and scaling appropriately. Oh, I think yeah. that's a beautiful problem to have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> On the other hand, what has been the best part of running your own business? I've had a, a surprisingly difficult time with work since moving to Las Vegas. I've worked for the city. I worked for I ran a climbing gym in town, and then I worked for a nonprofit. I think the best part about this new opportunity and new work and business that I have is that I can rely on myself. And at the end of the day, if I'm let down, it's, it's because I did that. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> it's, not, it's not anyone else's doing. It's, it's I'm relying on me. I think that in some ways is probably going to be hard, very hard in the future. (laughs) But I also think that it's a really wonderful opportunity to take and see your direct actions, see that come out and what that looks like. Right. Because really your growth is in your hands and say in a corporate job, you have certain rules to follow and you're always at the mercy of someone's assessment to see if you get to move ahead. Yeah. Yep. Do you have your items for sale at any boutiques or farmers markets? I have been reaching out to folks and I do have my items in a shop in New Hampshire right now. Oh, wow. Um, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I've got a couple others more, more local that are interested as well. And I think that's when the issues with the pandemic kind of ease up and things return to some semblance of normalcy, right. you know, that... I'll explore that probably yeah. a lot more. Yeah. There are farmers markets in town, which are a great you know opportunity to do that. And then we've also got an event that happens the first Friday of every month mm-hmm. in old downtown Las Vegas. Right. That is probably more of my sort of niche customer. Okay. Um, it's very like sort of trendy gathering and it's all artists and folks that do sort of creative uh, pursuits. And yeah, so I'm really looking forward to joining in that when things return a little bit normal. Well, what advice would you have for others wanting to start a handmade business? I think the hardest thing for probably all of us is trusting that when you have an idea that it's worth following through with. I think that that is really, really hard in a universal difficulty. And mm-hmm. so I think that my biggest advice is that if you if you have that idea, you should at least you should try it. You should at least give it a shot because you never know what could happen. Trust yourself, trust your instincts and, and trust the idea and just go for it. That's great. I love that when you started, it was more out of wanting to try a new hobby. You never really know until you try. No, you never do. Yeah, <laughs> you never do. Yep. And where can we find you in your shop? I'm on Etsy currently, so you can find me there, www.desertaccents.etsy.com. I'm sure that you'll be able to post a link for folks. Yes. yes. And you can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Thank you, Elise. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it and I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Well, there you have it, my friend, another creative entrepreneur pursuing her dreams by handcrafting her career. Elise is a shining example of what it looks like to take a passion and create a business from it. In just a few months, she's been able to create a thriving business and loyal following. I think what has made this possible is her ability to define a niche 
and most importantly, to stick to it. The quality of her work also shows through in her beautiful pictures. Be sure to check the show notes for the coupon. Elisa's offering 20% off of your purchase. I hope this inspired you to get going on your passion project. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 